Oh my God, we're here. Let's roll down the windows. Ah. <laughs> the air is different. It smells so good. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 17 years, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain, also a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles. Except today, drumroll please, we are not in Los Angeles. We're in Ojai. Yes, Sarah, we're in one of our favorite places on earth, Ojai, California. Today, we'll talk about why we're here and we'll reveal insights from our session with the spiritual counselor we consulted about our career. We'll also have a Hollywood hack that applies equally in Hollywood, Ojai, or anywhere else you might be chatting with a friend or coworker. But before we get to all that, Sarah, I wanted to mention an amazing essay you wrote for a parenting ebook called Retrospective, 18 Years as a Choice Mom by Mickey Morissette. Yes, Mickey is one of my heroes, and I read her book, Choosing Single Motherhood, The Thinking Woman's Guide, uh, when I was just starting to think about becoming a mom on my own. She's sort of like the lead mom of the choice mom community. So she asked me to write a piece for this ebook, and I was so excited to do it. Yeah, and I read it the other day at lunch, and it made me cry several (laughs) times. I loved it so much, especially the part where you said, like, people ask if it's hard being an only mom, but it was so much harder not being your mom. Oh, it was so sweet. Uh, (laughs) Now we're both teary. We can't start the podcast here. Um, Yeah. Um, Enough of that. (laughs) Okay, so we'll link to the ebook on our website, happierinhollywood.com, and I'll also ask Mickey if I can post the piece. Oh, great. Because, of course totally makes me cry. It's reflections on the occasion of Violet's preschool graduation. (laughs) Very deep. It's fantastic. (laughs) Okay, Liz. So now for a segment we call From the Treadmill Desks Of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches this week. And today, what's most pressing is retreat, specifically a writer's retreat. You know, we talked about being on the rack and being stretched too thin, and we decided we needed a radical intervention. Yes, we were trying to figure out our schedule for the next couple weeks and how to accomplish everything we need to accomplish. Yeah, and you said, you know, really, we should go to Ojai. And like, Within 15 minutes, we had a reservation. I'd scheduled Violet's nanny to stay overnight. We were deciding between a session with the spiritual advisor and this crazy communal spa treatment um, for our, like, one fun thing. And we were retreat ready. Yes. And now for anyone who doesn't know this, we should say retreats are very common, a common thing for writers to do. Yeah. You can go all over the country. Yes. Or world. True. There's a great one in Italy that we like always mm, fantasize yes. about going to. Um, and But writer's retreats are different from like the Walden Pond, Thoreau kind of retreat where you're like going into nature and having deep insights. Writer's retreats are really all about work and productivity, but hopefully in like a new inspiring environment. Yes. And I mean, sometimes even shows do these, um, like whole staffs will go to Hawaii. You know, John Wells used to take his staffs to Hawaii. I don't know if he does now. 
we've run into writers on retreats um, with their shows in Las Vegas. Which seems like a hard place to focus. It does. Me, I but... would not want to go to Vegas for a writer's no. retreat because we were just there drinking and gambling. And we're <laughs> yeah. like, I can't imagine breaking a story like up in the you know hotel room at the Bellagio. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, when they were writing uh, Cabin in the Woods, they took a writer's retreat to Chateau Marmont, yes. didn't they? Yeah, right in the city. Like yeah. You can take a retreat in your own city. You Anywhere. don't even have to leave town. So why do writers take retreats? Uh, we found this really interesting piece on the Lemuse website. Lemuse is a writer's retreat in France. We like this little section from their website. I'm just going to read a bit. It says, retreat comes from the Latin verb to pull back. So retreat or a retreat is a place where you pull back from the world. It's strategic. You withdraw from your regular life, pulling in all the energy that's otherwise fanned out and thinned out in multiple directions. You gather your forces to focus them on something you love. From this place, you get a new perspective. You regroup and re-energize. You find inspiration. Then you put inspiration into action. You bring that thing you love to fruition. Getting away from it all gives you a focus on what it is that inspires you, whether it be writing, doing yoga, or coming up with a business plan. Yeah. And I mean, for us, we have a script that um, we kind of need to do, a re uh, I'm not going to say a final rewrite, but a <laughs> um, the final one for now. Yeah. Nearing the end <laughs> Nearing of the, the process. End. And we, it's just, we have so much going on that we just couldn't focus. It's like yeah. we it, like things kept crashing in when we tried to talk about it. So we decided we need to go somewhere where all we have to do is think about this script and the story. And so that's what we're doing. And so far, it's going great. Yes, it's amazing. This whole change of scene thing really changes how you I don't know, think about things and how you can focus. It's like, we got here and there were the mountains and yes. the air, oh, the is air different. smells so good. We're staying at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. This is not an ad. It's just our favorite <laughs> place. And we're walking along last night and Liz goes, the air smells like herbs. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It totally does. Rosemary. Yeah. And you've come here before for a writer's retreat to the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. It was less, uh, it got abruptly ended, however. Yeah, it wasn't so great. I came here to work on the novel that I want to write. Uh, my parents came to stay with Violet. It was like a whole big thing. You were coming for like three like three nights. nights. Yeah. So I came here. I had an incredibly productive night. I went to breakfast the next morning and literally at breakfast, my dad called saying Violet was projectile vomiting <laughs> like down the stairs, just like had a Aww. horrible flu and I immediately drove home. So <laughs> I've tried to do this before and failed. I think we're hopefully ours is going a little bit better than that. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely much better. Yeah. And there's something about being in a hotel room. Yes. Where you can just accomplish things. I don't know if it's because it's clean or um, I don't know what it is. Well, it's just everything is there. You don't have to think about anything or work for anything. You don't have to think about like preparing food. Yeah, or you can order ready. food. Yeah, you don't have to do laundry. It's just everything feels easier and calmer. There's something yes. calming about hotel rooms. Yes, especially Ojai. And we did get a room with a fireplace. Yes. So that makes a big difference, which I've insisted on having all <laughs> the entire time. And we got an upgrade. Yes, like we they did. Very Free kindly. upgrade. Yeah. So should we nail down like what we're hoping to accomplish while here? Yes. So we've accomplished a lot already. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think our goal, we should say we're only here for one night. So it's yeah. yesterday and today and we'll be home by the kids' bedtime probably. Yeah. Our goal for today is to sort of nail down, right, what yeah. we want to do with this rewrite. Yeah. And to be able to then go off to our separate corners and execute the rewrite according to what we decided and hoping that we've talked about it enough that it's very close to where it's going to be for us to turn in next week. Right. Yes. That's a next good goal. Week. You said next week. I'm I did go with say that. next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We also plan to eat a lot of kale salad. Yes, they have great kale salad at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. And oh my God, the burrata. Yes, and the Brussels sprouts. Were amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. There were also, I will say, there was some vodka last night. Yes, and some Chardonnay. And, some, <laughs> and I had a spicy margarita. Oh, it was good. Um, uh, so things we won't do while we're here. Oh God, these are a key. We're not going to talk about our kids very much. Right. Just a little, a little bit is okay. Yeah. But we're not going to sit there for an hour and a half and talk about <laughs> how they're doing in school. Right. We're not going to discuss the news, which is challenging. Yes. T- too much. Yeah. Again. We have to like not look at our phones, not look at yeah. the TV in order to accomplish that. And we're not going to spend time on Facebook. We haven't really been on Facebook at all. No. No. So that's good. We're doing very well with that one. Yes. But – I mean, I think retreats aren't just good for people in Hollywood. They're beneficial for anybody anywhere. There have been a lot of articles lately about how beneficial girlfriends trips can be for women, which I'm all behind. Yes, yes. Like we had a, you know, a a little more high-minded maybe, but we took a a girlfriend's trip to the Women's March in D.C. Yes. um, And that was like one of the best weekends we've ever had. In addition to the march itself, which was incredible, it was just like all about reconnecting and reinvigorating. And it was weird. It was only two nights, but it felt like two weeks. It was like time stopped. It was, I've never experienced that in that way. Such a short time feeling so long. And in a good way. In a good way. Yes, (laughs) exactly. No, that's, I think, one of the high points, I would say, of my life that weekend away. Yeah. um, With all our strong, awesome women friends. Yeah. And then the other thing is retreats don't have to be about work. You can take all kinds of retreats. If you love yoga, do a yoga retreat. You did the one day meditation retreat at Jack's school. Yes. Take a hiking retreat. Lots of like the Sierra Club, I think, has hiking retreats and all kinds of wonderful things you can do. Yeah. And if you are working on some sort of project, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be a script. If you have some presentation to do something big, you could, you and a friend could go share a hotel room because that really makes it cheaper if you share the room Um, and go away for a night or two nights and just get some clarity of mind and some ability to focus. And it, it really, um, it makes you just feel like you're taking control. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Feels like we're on top of it instead of everything else being on top of us. Yes. Do you need to take a retreat? What would you do? Where would you go? Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 949-HAPPY21. And Sarah, we'll post some pictures from our retreat um, on Instagram. I'm at Liz Craft and you're at S. Fain on Instagram. Coming up, insights from our session with a spiritual guide. But first, a word from our sponsor. I want to see the future as long as it's a good future. Right. I don't want her to tell us anything bad. Can we stipulate that when we go in? Let's tell her that as we sage. Yeah. (laughs) 
Now it's time for a segment we call Take a Hike, in which we discuss mental, physical, and because it's LA slash Ojai, spiritual health, probably in a fairly woo-woo way. And today is definitely woo-woo, which you may have gotten from that clip we just played. Um, That was us, Sarah, in our hotel room before we went to see Nancy, our spiritual counselor and guide. Okay, so Sarah, we have discussed the notion of going to couples therapy many times. We've always thought, hey, that would be valuable as a team to work through any issues, open communication, et cetera, et cetera, um, because we are kind of like a married couple in many ways. But we've never done it. We've never gone through it. I think we don't want to go that deep on any issues we may have. (laughs) Um, And we still, so we still haven't done that. No, but we did, as a couple, consult with a spiritual counselor. Um, Yesterday, we met with the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa's resident spiritual counselor, Nancy First. Nancy is an intuitive, channel, healer, and certified hypnotherapist with over 25 years of experience as a spiritual guide. So this is not typically your kind of thing, Liz. No, I've never seen a psychic. I've never um, done an astrology reading. I've never, I don't think I've done a palm reading. I mean, really nothing. That's not me. I have done all of the above. I know you have. (laughs) And I've heard in detail about all of the above after you've done them. Exactly. So Liz, what were your expectations going in? You know, I really didn't know, like, if I was just going to think it was total BS or if I was going to laugh. I had a lot of worries that I might start giggling during it. And I don't know if I thought she was going to sort of lay out exactly what was going to happen to us. I really wasn't sure, but it definitely wasn't what I expected. It was very much to me like a very intensive therapy session. Yeah. Yeah, we both cried. We both cried. (laughs) Yes, we really cried like enough that we needed Kleenex. It wasn't at different times. We weren't, it wasn't, we weren't crying over our career, by the way. Oh, that's funny. Um, We were each crying about our own things. Yeah. So we should set the scene a little bit. So first of all, we're in Ojai, which is this beautiful place in the mountains outside of LA. And then this inn is this beautiful Spanish inn and the spiritual guide room. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. The The room that Nancy is in is like, it's weird because it's by the kid pool. But as soon as you close the door, it's really quiet and peaceful. There's a sign outside that says spiritual consultation in progress. Yes. And then you walk in and there's a table in the middle of the room with cards on the table. They're not tarot cards. They're actually... They're Native American. Yeah. And another table in the corner with stones and crystals. Um, And then the window looks out at the mountains. It's a really beautiful, calming room. And then there were several sections of the reading. So the whole thing lasted two hours. Yeah, Um, It was supposed to only be 90 minutes, but apparently you and I, we we had a lot going on. (laughs) So it was two hours. So it started with her asking us some questions and doing kind of a general reading just to get to know us. And then there was a smudging, which is a sage ritual, sort of a clearing ritual. Then we read from the cards. Then we chose our stones and crystals. Um, And then we did like a real intense career reading. Yes. Liz, what was your favorite part? My favorite part, I think, was the smudging. So Sarah, how can we describe the smudging? 
Basically, you stand like in a corner of the room with your arms relaxed by your sides, and she has a bowl of cedar, I think, which she lights. So it smells amazing. Yeah. And then she's sort of washing you in the cedar smoke. And with this beautiful feather implement, um, (laughs) I think the idea is that she's wiping away old things that don't serve you anymore and leaving you open to receive. Like you put your palms up at one point in the smudging ceremony and she wipes across your palms with the feathers and that's getting rid of things that aren't serving you so that you can receive whatever the universe has to offer for you. Yes. And you know, um, it's similar if you've seen, I think a lot I've seen on many reality TV shows, people (laughs) getting their house smudged or saged to clear away whatever was there before. Yeah. This is a ceremony very similar to what people do for their house, but it's for your body, mind, soul. Um, I just, I thought that was really cool. And like both for both of us, like during when you were getting smudged, I was like in another world. And then when I was too, I loved it. How about you? Um, I loved the smudging. That was the thing that made me cry the most. Wasn't that mm, both of us? You got Didn't very make... emotional. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, but I think my favorite thing, just because it was so interesting was when we chose stones, Nancy had us after we smudged, go over to the table in the corner. And there were a lot of stones and a lot of crystals on it and other objects. And she said, just pick whatever you want, pick two or more. Um, And I picked four things. And interestingly, after your smudging, you also picked four. We -hmm. we picked the same. You could pick any number. You had to pick two of them, one to hold in your right hand, one to hold in your left hand. And also weirdly, we both picked a pink stone for our left hand and a purple stone for our right hand. Which we did not know until like we'd sat down and we're holding them. It yeah. wasn't like we planned it. No, it was very strange. They were very different kinds yes. of stones. Anyway, it was just really fascinating to me. Um, and all the stones meant different things. Like, for instance, clear quartz, which is one that you picked up, was a channeling crystal. And the rose quartz which we've talked about stands for um, opening your heart represents heart opening. Yes. So they all mean different things, different kinds of power, different kinds of qualities. And um, we each picked ones that were very different. Yes. We picked really different stones, but they had similar qualities. So then Sarah, based on these stones and our discussions with Nancy, we each had like personal takeaways. So we had our career takeaways, which we can get to and which were super intense. Um, but we had our personal takeaways. Yes. What was your personal takeaway? My personal takeaway was that I am now in a place in my life where I can be open to higher levels of trust. I am mm. not the most trusting person, no. <laughs> or at least historically have not been. So it was basically about sort of letting go of kind of the past and being open to trusting and allowing. Like the big thing that I got out of the smudging was that I always feel like I have to like choose this, choose that, make decisions, and that I can just allow. It's funny because one of your ways of defining yourself is a choice mom. <laughs> so yeah, that's right there, the word choice is in it. Yes. 
Now I can just allow and trust. That's what I got out of it. So you're on, it's like you're on your path. You don't have to keep making left, right choices. You can just, yeah, just walk down the path. Right. That's nice. Yeah. Now, what about you? What was your takeaway? Well, a couple of things. I mean, the big one is she kind of left me with, I, I guess it's a mantra of sorts, which is remember I am as I was created to be. This had to do with shadow clearing, which was like an amazing phrase, shadow clearing. I'm just, it's so resonant. But basically just that I'm okay the way I am. I don't need to, you know, live up to any particular notion that I can just, you know, sort of exist as I want to exist, basically. And then part of that was like letting more love in. She said that yeah. was big for me. So I feel like I have a lot of love in my life, but um, I also, maybe it is some like anxiety and the feeling of, you know, being a fraud, not being good enough, et cetera, et cetera, leads to not letting love in. So right. anyway, I am as I was created to be. So that's going to be, that can be my new personal mantra. Yes. Her thing with you is that you give love what was interesting is that like she really acknowledged that you are a real giver of love. Mm, yeah. And just that you now need to receive love. Yes. It so was very sweet. It really was. <laughs> it was very sweet. There may have been tears. There may have been. Okay. So then we did the cards, um, the Native American cards. And this is really where we got into the nitty gritty of our career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we weren't being sort of metaphoric. We were really like, we want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never, you know, even I know that psychics slash spiritual guides are never going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Right. But, but still, we wanted was, to know. We still tried. <laughs> um, and that was a, it was really a super, I think I already said it was intense, but it really was. Yeah. Because we're very intense about our career. So we did the cards. We each picked, we have kind of two projects, right, that yeah. we are hoping become series. And we each picked one to focus on for the reading. This is hard to talk about. It's such a, um, like, it's so profound in the moment. Yeah. And then it's hard to translate that. I know, it is. You know, into kind of something that makes sense. Um, I know it, it sounds very metaphoric, even though I said it's not, but, right. but when we say what we came away with, <laughs> you might think that. Yeah. So I just say, so my project yes. that I focused on, I, and I think by extension, you need to stay in the truth of the project. Don't get caught up in any whirlwind surrounding it, which made a lot of sense to us because, the, you know, in Hollywood and any project, there can be a lot of back and forth and a lot of chaos. That's just the nature of the beast. So I think staying in, why did we want to do this? What do we want to say? Who are these characters? Just keep moving forward um, was a very valuable thing to remind ourselves of. And it was also the love thing came up again. And it was like, Liz, you just need to give this project so much love. And I'm like, all right, done. <laughs> and it was cool because the whirlwind card was the first card that came up. We yes. actually took a picture of the card and we'll post it um, on Instagram. Hashtag happier in Hollywood. <laughs> um, and the card was a picture of a woman kind of kneeling down in a very safe, calm space while this, Naked. Yes, while this maelstrom is going on above her. 
So it gave us a really clear visualization of what we need to do and how we need to be. Yes. Instead of being one naked woman kneeling and protecting herself will be two. Yeah. Very calmly while the maelstrom goes around, you know, our heads, but we are not in it. Yes. The first card that came up was the Mother Earth card, which obviously means like birthing. And then there was a card, uh, what was it? It was the medicine wheel, which is all about Mm. moving forward into the next phase. And then the next couple cards, I think it was like an upside down dolphin and a bunny. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Were about like taking your power back and facing your fears. So that felt, I mean, it was such a cool reading. And we actually wrote down what the Mother Earth card symbolizes. Yes, because it seemed perfect. I'll read it. So this card, which Sarah drew, means, in the near future, you may find yourself giving birth to a new idea, beginning a new enterprise, or starting your life anew in some way. You may have already begun this process. Embrace this new birth by releasing the images and symbols of the past and by accepting the changes that come. Courageously step forth from the safety of the womb into the light of a new day. You can make the changes that you've been wanting to make in your life. Stand on the earth and feel her support and energy giving you strength. Learn from your earth mother. Take your new endeavors out into the world and allow them to bear fruit. And then there's a meditation that goes with it. If anyone would like to do this meditation, it's, I open to the feminine within me and surrounding me and find the creativity and support I seek, which I mean, how, you know, how much more apt could that be for us? Could not be more perfect. I just took that as you're birthing a project. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm grabbing onto that one. I like the sound of that. Excellent. And then the last thing we did before our closing prayer slash song which, by the way, we'll play. Um, Nancy did this incredible um, song for us at the end, which we'll play after the credits. It's beautiful. It has that she drums and she sings. It's amazing. But anyway, before we left, we each picked a stone to take with us. So this was like our big final stone, and it was really interesting. I picked selenite, um, which was kind of a clear, long crystal that to me, it looked like something from like the Superman movies. Um, (laughs) And it opens the crown of the head and lets in spirit. And I picked hematite, which is, it looks like, it's like shiny. It's like a shiny metallic stone. And mine is like a small round circle of hematite. And it represents the earth, and it's all about grounding and deflecting negativity. And what was crazy about this is that I picked earth and Liz picked spirit. And Nancy said... She was very excited. She really was. She was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, She had a teacher. The thing that the teacher always said was, don't ever have hematite without selenite. (laughs) So we clearly balance each other. Yes. And then the other funny thing about it is you would think that I would pick the earth stone and you would pick the spirit because you're, that's much more you and being earthy is much more me. And yet we pick the opposite. So it's like, it seems we each picked what we need. Yes, exactly. And in doing so, I think our partnership is confirmed as sound. Yes. (laughs) We've been blessed. Yes. So... Sarah, that was our reading. 
Yeah. I don't know if it makes sense to anyone but us. I but know. We It'll were, be interesting to see. We were changed. Yes. And we will link to Nancy in our show notes at uh, happierinhollywood.com. Have you ever been to a spiritual counselor slash psychic? Did what he or she said ring true or was it total BS? We want to know. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Sarah, it's time for our weekly Hollywood hack. And today's hack is really more of a warning. <laughs> Don't talk smack about people in public, even when you think no one is around. This is so key. Yes. We have done this. We should just yes. start we by admitting that. Way. Yes. Many years ago, we were at um, Jerry's Deli in Encino, literally one in the morning. Yes. Having probably like burgers and fries at that phase of our lives. and onion rings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and we were definitely talking smack. It was a stressful period. Yeah. And not in a good place. And we were talking smack and it seemed perfectly safe. I mean, yeah. who is going to be at Jerry's at 1 a.m. in Encino in the Valley? And we get up after we pay and we start to leave and the person literally in the next booth goes, hey, Liz and Sarah, I'm so-and-so's assistant. And we were like, oh, we were just talking about so-and-so <laughs> in the next booth over. And there's no way he didn't hear. No, no way. No possible way. Especially because he was very aware we were there because yeah. he's like, oh, look, it's those two writers, you yeah. know. No, he was like, I've been listening to you yeah. for the last hour talking about my boss. So that was unfortunate. <laughs> um, but we, we're not alone. I mean, oh, we no. have friends of ours. We're at a restaurant. I think they were running a show at, a t at the time. Yeah. Or they were maybe the number twos. But they were at a restaurant talking smack and hours later, their agent called and said, hey, so-and-so heard you talking about this other person and called me to say, tell them not to do that because people are listening. Yes. So they got in trouble with their agent. And it's not even we are calling it talking smack. Some of it is legitimate venting that's necessary. Yeah. When we say talking smack, it may not even be that you're saying bad things, but yeah. you're talking about a situation that might be delicate or you may not want other people outside the show to know what's going on just because it's complicated and like you don't want other people getting worried. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and look, no matter what business you're in, everyone talks about their work and talks about problems they're having or a tough boss or a tough employee. Yeah. And like, you just never know who's at the next table. It could be that person's mother who you've never met. So you don't know that you don't recognize, you know? Them. Yes. And, and this is not even just where you are. This applies right. to like, we're in Ojai. Lots of people yes. from LA come to Ojai. Lots of people stay at the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. Yes. When we're sitting on the beautiful patio, looking out over the golf course, <laughs> We're being careful now yes. because we have learned our lesson. <laughs> yeah. You never know who's in the next cabana. Yeah. So you really just keep that. If you have to talk about anything having to do with, you know, something that you wouldn't want everyone to know, don't do it in public. Yes. No matter how. And I know it's so tempting. Don't do it. And if you have to do it, come up with code names because we have friends oh, who that's, do that. Yes. They come up with code names for people. And it seems ridiculous, but not like if you're going to suffer the, the consequences. <laughs> exactly. You never know who's in the next cabana. Or who's at the next table. <laughs> yes. Don't talk smack in public. 
And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood, or should we say Happier in Ojai? Do you need a retreat? Where would you go? What would you do? Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. And if you like the podcast, give us a review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps listeners find us. If you have any pressing questions about life in Hollywood, leave us a voicemail at 949-HAPPY21. Thanks to our producer, Jennifer Lai. Also, thanks to Kristen Meinzer, who is pinch hitting today. And thanks to Andy Bowers of Panoply. Also, thanks to Mountain Dog Music Works Recording Studio for hosting us this morning. Thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Twitter at Sarah M. Fain, and Liz is at Elizabeth Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. And if you want to be part of our meditation accountability group, you can find that also on our Facebook group. And you can find us on Instagram. I'm at Liz Craft and Sarah is at S. Fain. Don't forget to join us as we post our self-improvement September pictures every day this month using the hashtag Happier in Hollywood. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fain. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it, especially when we're doing it in Ohio. Oh. Uh-huh.